0: Welcome to the Home Care Network podcast. In our podcast, we're bringing various guests discussing relative business matters that's concerning the operations of your home care business. Our guests will include fellow business owners, home care and health care specialists, service providers, and a wide range of business mentors and coaches. Be free to share the podcast within your network and to scroll through our channel for more content that is relative to you. Join us. We are networking today as we build for your tomorrow. It's a welcome, good evening to everybody who is out there, who is listening. And we're here talking about the Employee Retention Credit, ERC. And I know for myself, I was totally excited about hearing about the ERC. Um, a part of the cares act and a 1.8 trillion dollar initiative to help us business owners in retaining our um, employees and today i'm excited to have josh with us today josh is our aflac representative out of south carolina and he is here today with us and he's going to share some more information um, on this so if you're excited if you're ready to earn and get some of that money that is sitting on the table, you are in the right place. You are here with Josh, who is about to speak to you about the employee retention credit, Josh.
1: Thank you so much for the introduction. And yeah, I mean, to your point, um, in the role that I have, um, you know, running my um, insurance operation, um, you know, between the various agents, you know, underneath me, we have almost 2000 commercial clients, right? So, you know, there's been a lot of confusion around the employee retention credit. So You know, what we did was we began to seek out a number of different uh, tax credit firms. And we have a few that we work with today. And really what we've done is, you know, leveraged our client base, um, helping guide them and direct them to these tax credit firms with the employee retention credit. Um, And then, you know, leverage that scale of business to make sure that it's very favorable terms for the business. Um, But as far as the employee retention credit itself is concerned, Uh, The reason why I think a lot of folks have not taken advantage of it has to do with the fact that um, there's really been three iterations of it. Um, And initially when it was rolled out, even if you had done one PPP, you know, you could not qualify for this credit. Then you had to prove that you were down in gross receipts quarter over quarter. You can still qualify that way, but now there's other paths towards qualification, which, we'll spend the majority of time discussing today, right? And, and, I, and
0: I can see that you're eager to get into it, get into the meats and potatoes, and share it all with us, right? You're like, okay, but you know, I'm ready, I'm ready.
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do get excited about the employee retention credit because it is absolutely massive, right? So what businesses are eligible for, I'll start with that so that you sure. all get equally as excited as me, is who are eligible for up to 50% of your payroll back as a cash rebate from the government with a maximum of $5,000 per year per employee in 2020, okay? Um, And then in 2021, which uh, the latest iteration of the CARES Act falls under, you are eligible for up to 70% of your payroll back as a cash rebate from the government with a maximum of $7,000 per quarter per employee. Right, okay, so right. max is out at $26,000 per employee. Now, you know, if that employee makes, you know, uh $20,000 a year, right? And, and instead of 40, right? Then you'd be at about a $16,000 credit, right? But still incredibly incredibly significant, right? Absolutely. Now, everybody Everybody always wants to compare this to PPP, right? The other major relief for business owners, but it is structured very differently than PPP, all right? The entire country really did one PPP loan. I know some of you may not have, uh, but a good majority of businesses did. Um, And that, as you know, was structured as a loan, right? You had to spend it towards X, Y, and Z. Um, You had your forgiveness application, right? And if you follow the rules around it, in um, the qualification factors, then it would be quote unquote forgiven. The way that right. the employee retention credit is much different is it is monetized through amending your 941s and you get a cash rebate above and beyond, obviously far above and beyond your payroll tax liability. So what that means is as this money flows back into your operation, it is unrestricted cash flow. Okay. Right. So and, and, that, and that I
0: really just want to jump on real quick, Josh. Um, and, and again, just to really emphasize that this is cash flow, guys. This is not like the PPP. Um, and, you know, and, and I have no problems in sharing with you guys. You know, when myself and Josh were going through from, for our companies, going through the process of doing the calculations, and we're looking at it, and we come up with this number, and it's a significant number, over half a million dollars and we're looking at that and saying okay well what is what is the what is the for, right there's got to be a catch somewhere there is absolutely no catch you can use this as you will most definitely always you know consult with your accountant uh, but you can use these funds as you will it doesn't have the the preset um, guidelines as the ppp did am i correct in saying that josh
1: yeah, I mean, 100%. You, you choose how to allocate the funds just like anything else flowing into your operation. Now, you know, my joke is, is, um, I mean, Yvette got significantly over a half million dollars, right? So if she goes and buys that yacht, right? Um, you're going to pay taxes on that money. Um, you know, that's Just okay. like she will with the business profits. But hey, if you spend it on employee benefits, right? Um, shameless plug for me, then, you know, that's a tax write-off, you know, just like any, <laughs> you know, any type of payroll problem. No, I'll but pay the tax. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you, ha- you have the freedom to allocate those funds back into your business in a fashion that is gonna help you grow, right? Um, you know, it, it, and really capitalize on it. So I am passionate about this credit because it's really the small business owner that's been forgotten about. You know, there's a lot of national brands that have filed this credit. Um, I know Lowe's has filed it, Best Buy has filed it, right? Um, but you know, the, the small business owner, right? Um, If those big national corporations are going to be taking advantage of it, um, you know, I want to make sure that my small business owners that um, I'm responsible for, you know what I mean? At least steered in the right direction to know that it's available and know exactly how to monetize it.
0: Absolutely. Um, So so let's move on just very quickly then, Josh. And, And again, just because time is so limited and I can speak to you about this all day long, every day. Um, you know, it's beginning to excite me it's as much as exciting you, but let's talk about how do I actually qualify Let's, You know, and we, we talked about it being a small business. You know, we had a, a couple of those different, um, scenarios, but what is the qualification and what then is the process if I wanted to go ahead and try to obtain some of these funds?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I appreciate that. So there's two paths towards qualification. Okay. The first path is what's called the gross receipts test, okay? Um, Because this credit um, is monetized quarterly, okay? So in order to qualify in 2020 under gross receipts, you have to show that you had a 50% decline in gross receipts 2020 versus 2019 quarter over quarter. And in 2021, you um, have to prove a 20% decline quarter over quarter and 21 versus 2019. Okay. And that's just for the first three quarters of 2021. The other way that you can qualify, okay, is the path that is much more subjective. And I think the path that, you know, business owners and even business advisors um, are under undereducated on. So the way that it's worded um, almost exactly in the legislation is a partial suspension of business or government order that has limited your ability to conduct your commerce travel or meet in groups okay conducting your commerce being the most broadly defined term in the legislation and some things that we can point back to government orders and partial suspensions that have impacted a lot of businesses throughout the country but really hamstrung um, home care businesses is the labor crisis okay right. um i mean especially if you're dealing with you know uh, medicaid and have fixed prices right but even private pay right you can say that you can change your prices and put it back to the client but i mean can you really right so the other piece the way that that ties back to the legislation is for example there was a federal government order that paid an additional 600 dollars a week in unemployment benefits right? On top of, you know, what they were getting from their state. I mean, in most states, people were making the equivalent of a $40,000 a year wage. And that's before you start talking about child credits and things like that, right? Well, how are you supposed to get someone, you know, to work for $12 an hour, right? $13 an hour when they're making the equivalent of 20 for theoretically sitting on the couch and and watching cartoons, right? Um, And I'm I'm not here to say that those additional um, unemployment benefits were a bad thing. I mean, for many folks, they were a great thing, right? But the impact that that had on your business, right? But it's definitely uh, was a game magic.
0: changer at the impact. Absolutely.
1: And and to define impact, because yes, that's an important yes. and, piece. You know, right? and we're
0: still struggling with that today.
1: Exactly. Right. And now impact yes. just has to mean, it doesn't mean that, you know, it impacted your profits, right? You could have, shifted and pivoted through those problems and made a profit and still qualify for the credit right the whole reason those two massive letters Absolutely. were added in editing the ERC those two massive letters being O and R is yes you can look at a gross receipt decline you can look at a loss in revenue to qualify or You can look at these partial suspensions and government orders that limited your ability to conduct your commerce, even if you shifted and ended up making a profit. Right. Um, You know, uh, staggering of of shifts, really any to and from exercise, um, you know, with your business is something to point to. But I know in many of the home care clients that I've spoken with, um, labor crisis has really been, um, you know, the major impactful factor that we've discussed.
0: So, we talked about two different qualifying um, uh, titles or categories. Do I have to qualify in both areas?
1: That's a really good question. Yeah. So, no, it's an either or exercise. You do not need to qualify in in, in both areas, right? So, you can be profitable, miss the gross receipts test, right? But then qualify under these partial suspensions. And you don't have to hit every single partial suspension, right? Um, You know, maybe they're there was no supply chain issues, right, for your business that can be pointed back to the pandemic. Um, but you are looking at the labor crisis as an impact for your business, right? That's something that can be looked at quarter over quarter. Um, so it does not have to be both metrics and it doesn't even have to be multiple metrics within the partial suspensions, um, you know, but the, but the tax credit firms we work with will walk you through that qualification um, and then do that calculation on your behalf on you know finding out exactly how much you do qualify for.
0: So let's actually move on to that actual calculation process.
1: Absolutely. So um, I know you've been kind enough for you know anyone that's part of your group to reach out to you directly. You know um, you know if they'd like to schedule um, a consultation with the tax credit firm, but you'd have a, a call where they go over um, kind of the general path towards qualification, then take a deep dive in discussing your business, right? and they have a justification template you know that you would essentially fill out that documents um you know those qualifying factors assuming they agree that you've had impact now to be very clear that document does not need to be submitted to the irs right if the tax credit firm says they have enough justification to move forward and file on your behalf they'll file and you will get the money there's no you know getting denied right Um, because they can't deny you an amended tax return essentially. That justification document is merely for the records of the tax credit firm and for your records as well. Then they will request all of the payroll information, which I won't go through on this call, but it'll be bullet pointed to you of all the payroll data and any PPP information and things of that nature that need to be provided so that they run an exact calculation following all the legislative guidelines and then letting you know um, you know, what you qualify for.
0: You know, guys, we're, we're not able to double dip. So if you have PPP, yes. we are not double dipping on that same employee on those cert- on those same taxable wages, okay? So again, just be sure to know it's okay to have PPP and also apply yes. and and be approved for ERC, but whoever is doing your preparation and your calculations, they must not, they absolutely must not use the same numbers the same wages that was there and it was calculated for your ppp
1: okay good well hey um somebody just asked a question to reiterate if you know ppp would you know go against you the way that they worded it um and look it wouldn't this is such a lucrative credit that you're going to get a credit above and beyond your ppp amount even if you had two ppp um, you know in the tax credit firms you work with and know exactly how to do that now what i will say okay in 2022 helping people with this credit versus 2021 in 2021 most folks i mean they just didn't really know about it right um but what happened is forbes actually got an interview with irs management in february and irs management was quoted as saying 70 to 80 percent of businesses should be looking at this credit and american business owners are leaving billions of dollars on the table what i have seen since then is a rise of what i would call predatory um you know fly-by-night companies um you know charging an exorbitant amount for this credit asking for a whole lot of money up front um i'm starting to see a little bit of fraud like we did um you know with ppp um it's advertised on the radio right you can click the link on facebook right i I think the irs you know giving such a Uh, You know, someone like Forbes that has such a wide reach throughout the country and literally being quoted as saying 70 to 80% of businesses should be looking at taking this money. Now there's more visibility around the credit, but it's really important that you do it through a trusted source. Make sure you're getting favorable terms. Um, It's great to have an option where you don't have to pay, you know, um, anything up front. Um, So I think right now it's important just to make sure that you're you're getting favorable terms um, and being assisted with filing this credit.
0: Right, right, right. Um, there is there is so much to the ERC that I know that we can't get it all in on one segment. Um, Josh, I know that you are going to join us for a, a follow up and a second segment um, regarding right. the employee retention employee retention tax credit. Um, so right now, let's just let's just summarise what we what we've spoken about today. This will lead us into you know sitting on for our part two um where we can actually really get into the the meats and potatoes of you know the actual filing you know filing of your 941x's all of those different things and a lot of those questions that i know that many of our owners have got out there so let's just do a quick summary josh
1: okay yeah absolutely um so i mean real realistically if you have not filed the erc let's start there 100%, hundred percent I mean reach out to a vet to schedule a consultation I mean there's not there's not a more valuable way you could spend 20 minutes right um, from there it's really just having a conversation about your impacts and you know where our various tax credit firms can potentially find the qualification um, you know then it is you know simply a matter of putting it in their hands to assist you um, and then and then really from there it's just a waiting game it's just a waiting game from the irs now i will say you know uh, that i haven't covered yet where you should give this a priority is you know my insurance agency through the tax credit firms we work with has seen overseen the filing of about 700 of these credits um and right now it's taking the irs about five to seven months okay to process and, and cash these checks for business owners so we wanna make sure we get through the qualification and the calculation process as fast as possible because the waiting game you know, with the IRS right now is five to seven months out. Um, and I know how important this funding is.
0: Well, I'm gonna add a little bit of an icing onto that statement is that although it might take five to seven months guys for IRS to actually issue that check, the beauty of it is, is from the time that it is filed, it starts to accrue interest. it's accruing interest so you're not losing by no means are you losing but just in closing josh what advice and recommendation would you give to anybody as you leave us this evening what advice would you give to our owners today
1: um you know don't feel guilty or anything you know about uh, about taking this money i mean you really really need to look into it right because you know this was put in place for you retaining your employees through the pandemic, right? Um, so, I mean, if you haven't looked into it, my greatest advice would just be do that for yourself, do it for your business. Um, and honestly, look for ways, you know, to reinvest it back, you know, into your people. You know, you were being rewarded for, um, you know, retaining your people, right? Um, you know, if there's a way to reinvest it back in them, or, you know, the, another advantage of having five to seven months, because to your point, Yvette if it takes longer than 60 days you will get an interest check on top of your ERC payment is talk with Yvette talk with whoever coaches you in business on how to allocate those funds to reinvest back into your operations and really take your business to scale instead of you know paying half of it back to the government you know what i mean this might be a once in a lifetime opportunity to reinvest back in your business and really grow and if you've got five to seven months to plan and consult and put a strategy in place, you know, then when that money comes in, you know, exactly how to spend it most efficiently. You know, to exactly, catapult to do. You exactly for the next 10, 20 years. And maybe, you know, even into your, you know, your kids' generations, right? Because that's why we all embrace and invest in entrepreneurship, right? Is to create a future for ourselves and for our families. So use this as a launching yes, pad to absolutely. accelerate that growth.
0: And, and that was such a very, very great piece of advice, um, Josh, just that information, Um, I so appreciate that, and I so appreciate you. With that, guys, just keep an eye on our Facebook page. Go over to our YouTube channel. Please hit subscribe. You'll see all of our re-recordings there. You'll also see it in our Facebook group as well. Um, But until the next time, we're going to say goodnight.